Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's the 30th of October. And on this day in Christian history, we go back to the year 1831 and we travel to Virginia in America. With the Baptist minister and escaped slave, Nat Turner, was captured and jailed in Jerusalem, Virginia. He would be executed for being the leader of an uprising of enslaved Virginians that took place in Southampton County, Virginia in August that year. The rebels had killed between 55 and 65 people, at least 51 of whom were white. And the rebellion was effectively suppressed at the Belmont Plantation a few days later. Turner had learned how to read and write at a young age by reading the Bible. He was identified as having natural intelligence and quickness of apprehension, surpassed by few. And he grew up deeply religious and was often seen fasting, praying or immersed in reading the stories of the Bible. By the spring of 1828, Turner was convinced that he was ordained for some great purpose in the hands of the Almighty. On February the 12th, 1831, an annual solar eclipse was visible in Virginia. Turner believed the eclipse to be a sign that it was time to rise up, and he envisaged this experience as a black man's hand reaching over the sun. He had originally planned to begin the rebellion on Independence Day on July the 4th, 1831, but he had fallen ill and used a delay for additional planning with his co-conspirators. Another atmospheric disturbance in August made the sun appear bluish-green, possibly the result of lingering atmospheric debris from an eruption of Mount St. Helens in present-day Washington State. And he took this as the final sign and he began the rebellion a week later, on August the 21st. Starting with several trusted fellow slaves, he ultimately gathered more than 70 slaves and free blacks, some of whom were on horseback. The rebels travelled from house to house, freeing enslaved people and killing many of the white people whom they encountered. Turner thought that revolutionary violence would serve to awaken the attitudes of whites to the reality of the inherent brutality in slave holding. And he later admitted that he wanted to spread terror and alarm among whites. Within a day of the suppression of the rebellion, the local militia and three com- companies of artillery were joined by detachments of men from the USS Natchez and the USS Warren, who were anchored in Norfolk, and militias from counties in Virginia and North Carolina surrounding Southampton. The state executed 56 black people and militias killed at least 100 more. However, Turner eluded capture for six weeks, until a farmer named Benjamin Phipps discovered him hidden among the local Nottaway people in a depression in the earth created by a large fallen tree that was covered with fence rails. While awaiting trial, 
Turner confessed his knowledge of the rebellion to attorney Thomas Ruffin Gray, who compiled what he claimed was Turner's confession. He was tried for conspiring to rebel and to make insurrection, and he was convicted and sentenced to death. Asked if he regretted what he had done, he responded, Was Christ not crucified? And he was hanged on November the 11th. And his body was dissected and flayed. Incredibly, his skin being used to make purses as souvenirs. The Virginia General Assembly debated the future of slavery the following spring. Some urged gradual emancipation. But after Virginia's leading intellectual, Thomas R. Dew, who the president of the College of William and Mary, published a pamphlet defending the wisdom and benevolence of slavery and the folly of its ab abolition, the pro-slavery side prevailed. The General Assembly passed legislation making it unlawful to teach reading and writing to either enslaved or free blacks and restricting all blacks from holding religious meetings without the presence of a licensed white minister. The fear caused by Nat Turner's insurrection and the concerns raised in the emancipation debates that followed resulted in politicians and writers responding by defining slavery as a positive good. In an 1843 speech at the National Negro Convention, Henry Highland Garnett, a former slave and an active abolitionist, described Nat Turner as patriotic saying that future generations will remember him among the noble and the brave. Thomas Wentworth Higginson, a northern writer, praised Turner in Atlantic Monthly as a man who knew no book but the Bible and that by heart who devoted himself soul and body to the cause of his race. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. Thanks for listening. Join us tomorrow if you can as we look at the joint declaration on justification between the Catholic and the Lutheran Church nearly 500 years after the Reformation. This month we've surpassed 10,000 downloads, so thank you to our listeners from all over the world for your interest. And today, a special thank you to our listeners in Budapest and Vienna. Our archives can be found at www.pogp.net and if you have time, please subscribe and share the podcast with friends. Have a lovely day, wherever you are, and thanks for listening.